So you lose the weight, you build the muscle, you get really lean, you hit your goal, you're happy with your results, like you're done. What do you do now? This is the Game of Food. This is the Game of Food. We're helping real people get real results with delicious food. Real food. Live from Spencer's home studio, podcasting to the world. This is Game of Food. And here's your host, Spencer Frederick. So this is a big one. This is a big one that I hear all the time. This is something that I think probably is uh, something that a lot of people don't understand. And, and there's some kind of refusal to understand it because uh, people don't want to do health and fitness uh, for the rest of their life. They don't want to really truly make it a lifestyle. They want to keep it temporary and get back to partying. Uh, and so that's what I'm covering today is if you hit your goal, you lose all the weight. You build the muscle. You you look lean, like you're happy with it. What the heck do you do now? And this is what a lot of people think that I don't want you to think. Number one is like, I'm done. Uh, and then they delete their habits. No, you don't want to do that. You delete your habits and get back to the old your old life. You will create your old body that you had. Okay, so so that's not it. Uh, sometimes people get married to like what they did to get there. So like if they ate this number of calories or did this workout, they just want to do that for the rest of their life. And that's not right either. There are different phases. And so what I'm going to cover is the six little tips I have on what you should do after you do reach your goal, make some progress, because it is something that you should understand, or else you're just going to be somebody that cycles back and forth, yo-yos, and uh, and never completely conquers um, their health and fitness. At least you might conquer it temporary, but not long-term. So number one is you need to keep your results. So if you lose 90 pounds, just know that many people gain all the weight back. Unless they enroll themselves into a maintenance phase, they reverse diet, whatever you want to call it. You have to now teach yourself how to keep your results. So you lose 90 pounds, you can't just throw up your hands and like, I'm fixed. I hit the reset button. Hooray. Goodbye. Every good habit I had, I'm moving on to comfort. No, you can't do that. You have to learn how to keep your results and uh, you kind of have to uh, earn it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a new phase. It's a it's a maintenance phase and it's something different that you need to learn. Same with like muscle building. I know I, I'm talking about a weight loss example, but like I've seen people like go on some 12-week uh, transformation. They they do build an impressive amount of strength and muscle. And then they like, they, uh, you know, push, uh, they let up on the gas pedal a little bit, so to speak. And uh, they start losing muscle. And so no matter your goal, you can lose it. And so you need to learn how to keep it. Number two is after you keep it, number two is you need to have a new goal, okay? Uh, If you do fat loss like I do, like, you know, one to three times a year I do a fat loss phase, when you hit your goal and you get really lean, you have to switch it up into a different phase. I switch it up into a muscle building phase. So then I increase my calories, I eat more, uh, and I'm working on muscle and I don't care what the scale says. But my point is, there's always a goal. There's always something you set. You you will get kind of lost if you do a great job of reaching your goal and then once you get there, you don't have a new goal. You'll get lost. 
and eventually you'll fizzle. At least a lot of people do. Eventually you'll fizzle because you won't have that vision. You're like, why am I doing this? What 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 am I trying to achieve? And so uh, I changed my goals. Uh, this year, if you listen to some of my podcasts, uh, I have some competitions that I'm enrolled in. Uh, it's kind of a first time for me. I don't do marathons or gladiator runs, mud runs, whatever you call them, but I'm doing some of that stuff this year. So you have to have that stuff. Uh, You have to have event goals for some of you, weddings, uh, boating season is a common goal. Uh, You know, seeing some family you haven't seen, sometimes people have that goal. Uh, and, and I also have the fat loss goals, like when I want to trim up and look good for like summer or whatever. And then I have the muscle building goals where, you know what, I do gain a little bit of fat back. Okay, but I'm always changing the goal so that I'm always focused. Number three is you have to keep some of your good habits after you reach your goal. If you worked out, if you uh, if you sat less, like you set a steps goal, uh, you did strength, you you tracked your calories, you ate protein, and, and I'm listing all this stuff on purpose. Uh, you ate veggies, fruit, you drank an, enough water, you got sleep. You can't delete all of these. I made an entire podcast about this because when you get there, you have to keep some of this stuff, okay? And and, and for some of you that, uh, you know, this is kind of biased because I am a coach, but if you used a coach uh, if you used a coach to get there and it was the first time you got super lean or you haven't been this way in like 10 years, you probably have to keep up with the coaching. Yes, there can be some ad- adjustments, but my point is for several years, you were proving t- to yourself that that you can't do this on your own and then you did really well with a coach. So you have to keep something. You got to keep some of these habits going. Yes, some of them can be more flexible after, but you can't just delete all your workouts, sit a bunch, not drink your water, screw up your sleep, and then like wonder why the scale goes back up or your muscle goes down. So number three is you have to keep some of those habits. Number four, you have to eat a little bit more. So uh, this one is for the weight loss people or people that want to get really lean. You have to be in a calorie deficit. You bring down your calories. You watch your portions, whatever it is. When you hit your goal, now we need to move into higher calorie ranges. Now, this is something huge that people don't understand. They think you that like me as a fitness person or nutritionist that you just eat tiny for the rest of your life and that is just not true for anyone. It's not true for anyone. And if you do try to do that, what you're going to encounter is like cravings galore. You uh, are going to have uncontrollable binges and that's that's for like the 80%. Maybe there's like the 20% that like they eat tiny for the rest of their life and they don't experience that, but that's not common. The common thing is if you're under eating for a long ass time, you eventually are going to have uh, hormones that are out of whack. There are homo- hormones that control your hunger and they get crazy when you stay low calorie forever. And and so a story I'll tell is uh, somebody that hit their goal. Okay. And, and, uh, they were working with me, hit their goal. And then I started to increase calories. I I did a deep explanation of maintenance phase. Like we got to bring up the food a little bit now. And, and this person didn't understand it. I am not hungry. How do you expect me to hit the calories? I have, you know, 700 calories left for tonight and I'm just not hungry. There's no way I I'm going to do that. And I said, Hey, that's a disadvantage. It, we, we now have to bring up the calories, get the hormones to a good spot, you know, 
know, uh, get more flexible with nutrition, kind of get more realistic. And if you don't understand that, that's your fault. And eventually it will, it will fail you. That belief, that belief that you are going to eat this tiny way for the rest of your life will eventually fail you. Uh, so that was number four, that you have to eat a little more after you uh, achieve a weight loss or lean goal. Number five is sometimes for some of you, you have to adjust the workout. So eventually all of you should get to strength, uh, maybe set a step goal, or if you don't want a step goal, you know, you can do running or like some people do sports, you know, something that keeps you from sitting on your butt, but definitely strength always included. That's like the ultimate goal. And so uh, the story I'll tell on, on this one is uh, when people sign up with me and they are like the cardio king, they are the cardio queen. They get so many steps a day. They are running so many miles a day or, or weekly, and they are just always on the move. And then they'll sign up with me or whatever. It doesn't have to be with me. They do really well on their nutrition they do hit their goal and nutrition took them there and uh and, and then they get bored after they hit their goal and uh, uh they don't know that they now need to transition they ne- now need to eat a little bit more and they might need to adjust their workouts so going from cardio to strength is in many cases a very necessary thing for you to do it, it will make you more toned. Uh, strength will help with your runs, runners, okay? <laughs> Can I get this in your head? Doing strength workouts will help with your run times, okay? You're going you're gonna to look better too. You're going to perform better. Like, you need to get to the strength. Do you have to delete your runs? No, maybe limit some of them so that you save for some strength, but uh, it, it is going to be helpful. But you you don't allow yourself to do like a 12-week program. You don't commit. You like try strength for a little bit and then you just kind of get back to running all the time. So, and something else I'm thinking of is somebody that's like, well, I don't like strength. It's so boring. I love running. I love the elliptical. I love biking in the summer. And I'm like, I don't care. If that's the thing you love to do, we don't ever have to delete that stuff. But I'm here to talk to you uh, to get you to the next level. And if you don't like strength, I don't care. You got to figure out how to like it. And eventually you will. It'll take some time. If you hate it at first, eventually I know for a fact you're going to enjoy seeing uh, muscular arms, uh, ladies, you know, a perky butt or whatever legs you want, you know, to change the shape of your legs. You're going to enjoy that. And then you're hooked and, and then you like strength. But you have to get to that point. Just because I'm like, hey, you need to switch to strength now. We've done such a great job on hitting your goal. We got to switch to strength. We're just we're just going to get lost and you're going to put this weight back on and, and not look the way you want to look and your health will go the other way. Well, I don't like that. Okay, that doesn't mean my answer is wrong. My answer is right and you need to do that. But if you don't want to listen, well, th- there it is. There's your weakness. Okay, number six. Uh, what did I put in my notes here for number six? Results are best and most exciting in the beginning sometimes. So you get like rapid weight loss. You lose 25 pounds. It's 25 pounds you haven't lost ever maybe, or it's been a long time. Uh, or for the muscle building people, like uh, you do put on more muscle and add more strength when you first get all your workouts and nutrition dialed in. That's like a very common thing. And uh, then it's it's slower, okay? It's it's slower, and there's going to be some things that are going to be uh, going to need to be more dialed in. And so what happens is people get these initial great results, which is awesome. It's it's fun to see people change rapidly like that, 
and then uh, it it you always plateau if you don't uh, change it up. And what I mean is when you do plateau and you don't have those rapid results anymore, it has identified a weakness, a bottleneck that you have to identify. So you uh, might be doing the same exact workouts or you're eating the same exact way and you have to change something to start getting results, but it's going to be a little bit slower. And so that's kind of a patience thing or something. I don't, I don't, I can't even put my finger on that one, but in the beginning it's exciting, but just because it's not exciting anymore, doesn't mean you should, uh, change back to the way you were doing things before, or, you know, you're in the wrong program, got to sign up for something else. That's just how it works. You got to find why you've plateaued and why the results have slowed down. Because it's something, nobody is perfect. Nobody is perfect. So it is something. Sometimes it's sleep. I've seen people that are like eating really good uh, and they listen to me when they need to eat more or less. They change up the workouts when I tell them to. You know, they do all these things and then the recovery's crap and their stress is just through the roof. And, and that's the bottleneck that is holding them back. And it, it's different for everybody, okay? So you have to find that. You can't just get whiny that I wonder why my results aren't as good as they were before, okay? Sometimes you'll never get that. I know I haven't. You know, when I started lifting weights, uh, you know, I was, a, I was a teenager. Hormones were probably a little bit better for some change. I, I was growing. And so it seemed like every time I walked into the gym, I was a little bit stronger. Same with like my early 20s, mid 20s, there was a period of time where every time I walked into the gym, I could push the weight up more. It was amazing. It was fun. That's not real anymore. But I'm not going to get whiny like, oh, the results are crappy. I'm going to question everything. No, no. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to find what's holding me back and realize that slow progress is is still good because I don't want to go the other direction. Okay. So I hope this helps. After you reach your goal, there's something else we need to work on because you're not perfect. And if you don't, you're going to get lost. You're not going to know what to do. It's going to get boring doing the same crap, you know, day after day, week after week with no vision. The next goal, changing things up, eating more, listening to your metabolism, bringing up your metabolism. I shouldn't say listening to it, bringing it up. Okay. And you know what? I could do this episode weekly. I could say this to people until I'm blue in the face and they'd still hit their goal and be like, what now do I do? Why are you telling me to eat more? Isn't that like the dumbest thing you've ever said? <laughs> so uh, just know that I hop on here uh, to help you. I, I want you to to learn this because this is what I learned. Uh, I kind of, you know, I did the fast track. I have the certifications. Um, I have my degree in this field, kinesiology, kinesiology and dietetics. Um, I'm a nutritionist. So I, I, I know these things. And it took me a, a few years of studying. But some of you uh, don't have the degrees. And you're, no, you're not interested in the certifications. And that's okay. Because you're certified in something else. You're smart in some other area that other people need you for. Okay? And so... That's what this episode is all about. I am handing off this education to you, and you can accept it or or not. And and uh, if you don't, you're going to have some hurdles that you're going to have to overcome. And eventually, I bet you come back to what I'm saying in this episode. So uh, I hope this helps. That's what this is for. Uh, please leave a review uh, on this podcast, Game of Food Podcast. Uh, love to see uh, those reviews. It helps me see who's listening. 
And that's basically it. Spencer, signing off.